Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Fruits Baskets, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm April Collins, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. Today we will be discussing episode 17 of Fruits Baskets. This is for Uo-chan. Warning, spoilers for everything up until this point. Um, some of us have seen the early 2000s uh, anime. Some of us have read the manga. We're not going to be talking about any of that here. We're just going to be talking about everything up until this episode. You can, of course, find out more about this podcast on OverlyAnimated.com. And also, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, we're also on Spotify now, so check us out there. Just search Overly Animated. It's super easy. Promise. So, let's get into this. Michelle, what are your thoughts on this episode? I thought this was a really good back half to the first episode we got last week. I definitely teared up a lot towards the end when Kyoko had Ochan on her bag and she was carrying her home. I guess I had assumed that maybe Uchan's relationship with Kyoko would be like the main focus, but it was pretty much 50-50. Like her relationship with Toru seemed as important as her relationship with Kyoko. And I actually kind of like that a lot because they give her different but similar things in her life that she's been missing up to this point. So I'm just really happy she's doing good now. And I do love that the younger gangster girls were like totally swept away by her at the end. Cause she's just, she, She's like their Kyoko, and I love that it's just like a new generation of fangirls at this point. But this was a really good episode. I really liked it a lot. It gave me so many feels. Aw, feels. Alex, how did you feel about this episode? Same. I thought that this was a very moving episode. Um, It's... it was seeing a character as hardened as Uatani has been throughout this series to like see her broken down to her, like rock bottom, as she says in the, in the middle of this, like seeing her in tears and then seeing her relationship with, uh, with Toru and with Toru's mom develop over the course of this episode. It, it definitely get, gets, gets you moved in the heart. And like, uh, just like the general, the, the, the story of struggling to leave a, a, a life that you no longer want to be a part of. And like the consequences of making that decision like that, that's all, uh, that's all transmitted pretty well in this uh, as well. Um, I find it interesting that like my top tier of episodes would probably be this one, the, uh, the uh, spring comes, which was a flashback episode with a side character and also the Momiji episode, which was a flashback. So I find it interesting that this series like it's most emotional moments for me have been when we explore these other characters in the universe and their tragic backstories, maybe maybe because they're all tragic, but like, I think that this is like another example of them doing really well in like, uh, in fleshing out characters that you've always seen in the background, but like you finally focus on them and you are able to tell very interesting stories about how they got to where they are today. So I think that Otani is amazing and she, her episode is great. Oh, yay. I love it. Um, so 
I'm also high on this episode, but... Um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But I'm going to use <laughs> my time to read you um, Beatrice's thoughts. So Ooh. she did send them in because she's not here today. Um, and I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, encapsulate the energy that is in this uh, email. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it, uh, Beatrice says, Arissa! She deserves the world and the Somas better not take Toru away from her. I loved everything yeah. about their story. Still think it should have been an entire series in and of itself. I also mm-hmm. love that newly newly turned fangirls, cause same, I am one. <laughs> great, <laughs> great conclusion to this trip down memory lane. But that means I have no idea where we're going next. Scared and excited for what's to come. My biggest worry is that after this Arissa heavy episode, we won't be getting one ever again. I don't want her character to be checked off the. Fruits Basket's list of characters to explore. I know we have a bunch to cover, but she is definitely one of my favorites. I don't want her to disappear into the background, especially after we got so much depth to her character. These last two episodes together are Fruits Basket's at its strongest. Um, but will the momentum and quality continue? That we will see. So Those are good points. I mean, I agree too. <laughs> I don't want Wuchan to disappear in the background. We still haven't got Hanachan's whole situation, but I mean, I'm sure Wuchan's going to show up in that story too, because she joined their little, like, tri group later. She was the last one to join both, like, her and Toru, so... I mean, yeah, she is a really interesting character, and this chunk of episodes really proved that. So, I mean, I hope. Like, yeah. I know the boys are going to be, like, the majority of the show, probably, but they should take some time every, like, ten episodes to be like, oh, let's go back to these two ladies and see what's going on with them. Let's again. I will say that, like, this episode works... Uh, obviously, I would like to see more of Uchan, but I think that this episode works really well as a climax for her because throughout the, the series so far, like, her main thing has been that she's very protective of Toru. She loves her a lot, along with, with Hanajima. Like, they both really love her a lot. And, like, that's kind of been her main thing, being, like, you know, tough, but also, like, around Toru, she's soft. And, like, this is kind of, like, the culmination of, like, seeing how she's acted up to now, like, how she got that way. And this episode does, like, a really good job of, like, seeing, like, how she, like, warms up to Toru and why she now feels that sense of, like, wanting to be protective around her because she had such a close relationship to her mother. So, like... Well, uh, again, like I would love to see more of of her, but I definitely think that this episode is done in a way where it feels almost like a culmination of her character based on what we've seen of her so far. Yeah, I I think I definitely agree with you, Alex, because as nice as it would be to see more of Uochan, I just don't think that we're going to get it. Um, But I, I like I definitely think that like these episodes just like perfectly work as that climax that you mentioned um specifically because we we get her entire backstory and i'm glad that we didn't try and like put like shove it into one episode that yeah that it's like spread out through like two episodes and then we even have like those sort of breaks between like where we're like in the present and so it's like it does a really good job at like tying in the present with like the past kind of thing so um i really I really like that. And I think that, like, this is, like, a great example of, like, perfectly used flashbacks. Um, Because sometimes with, like, shows, like, flashbacks get kind of, like, daunting. And so I 
I think this is like, like, I agree that this episode is extremely strong and probably one of the best episodes for sure, just because like, it's so perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. So I um, agree with that. But anyway, continuing on. So I guess like, do you guys think that we'll get something similar with Hanajima? Because they do mention within the episode, like at what point Hanajima kind of comes into the friend, their friend group. Uh, so Alex, do you think we'll get something with um something similar with Hanajima? Do you think it's warranted? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think we're gonna get some Hanajima backstory in the like th- this episode briefly touches on it, where it's like, hey, we we got to eighth grade, we met Hanajima, and she was cool, so we hung out with her. But like, uh, I think that there's a lot more to be dug into, and I think that Hanajima has a, like a bit more variety of traits to her than Uchan thus far. So like I def I think there's definitely potential to like build into like how she's gotten to where she is today. Uh how 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 she developed her wave her wave abilities. I don't know. <laughs> but, but but yeah, so uh, given how how well they did with Uo and again like at the end of the day this show is about Toru and and the two the two boys but toru is like the main character so like it makes sense that we'd spend some time getting to her friends eventually and we got rocha out now we need i think that we do need to get hana in there if we've done uo agreed agreed michelle what do you what do you think do you think we'll get something similar with hanajima do you want it do you need it tell me your feelings I don't need it right away, but I think there's no doubt that we'll get it. I do think her situation is probably a very different dynamic, so I can't see it coming back in the show until it's more relevant to the plot. And we'll say, um, Uochan's <laughs> episodes kind of come out of nowhere. It's just like Yuki's like, oh, yes, you are all friends. How did that happen? Please tell us. It's not, I mean, it's kind of random and it's the kind of thing you can put anywhere. I, I think it makes Kronol, like, it, the, the sense of it coming after the funeral episode is good because then it's in your mind, like, oh, yeah. Like, Uochan got this awesome gangster coat from Kyoko. Why mm-hmm. would she leave it to her? What does that mean? So it plays in really nicely to this episode as a setup. But, like, honestly, we could have waited, like, ten more episodes and gotten this. I think maybe this it's going to be, like, a similar situation for Hanasan Because, I mean, I don't know. I, can't, I just can't see it, like, coming out without it having a reason. And, like, so she has a big family. She has her wave thing going on. Everyone's afraid of her. I can see, like, that being a thing, whereas, like, maybe she didn't have any friends until Toru um, and Ochan. So, yeah, I wonder. Uh, I think it's going to have to play into the plot, though. I feel like, like there's going to have to be a reason that she would bring it up, and I can't see that reason happening right now. So it might be a bit, but I'd say probably... Well, actually, I'm not sure how long these seasons are. I want to say, like, before the end of season one, we would find out. But if the seasons are, like, what, like, 24 episodes, it's not, like, that far away. So who actually knows? But I feel like we aren't going to have to wait, like, too, too long. Like, maybe in the next 10 episodes, we'll get it. 10 episodes. I'm going to write down your prediction. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We can revisit it in 10 episodes. 10 episodes. We'll get Hanajima's backstory. Um, Yeah, I think that... It, it's interesting though because, um, and, uh, it was mentioned that, like, Hanajima has all of these, like, different characteristics already. Like, she has the whole wave thing. And so I'm, like, 
I, like, I would love a Hanajima episode. I think that would be incredible because she is, she is best girl. But I have a feel, like, there's part of me that, like, deep down inside feels like she's gonna get snubbed on her own, like, individual episode. Um, which, again, is, like, why I bring up the question because, like, they just so casually are just like, oh yeah, and this is when we became friends with Hanajima, and, like, that was yeah. it kind of thing. So, I'm, I'm, really hoping that like she doesn't get snubbed she gets her own type of episode um if we do get it i don't feel like it's gonna be like as deep as this one but i think like i agree with you michelle that it'll probably be something like like this is how like maybe she didn't have friends and like toru was her first friend or something like that or like i can even see it being like kind of like a combination sort of thing where like like, she transfers to the school, she doesn't make friends right away, maybe someone, like, picks on her, and then Uochan's like, hey, don't do that, like, <laughs> kind of situation. Just, like, kind of, like, her doing, like, a little bit more, or, like, doing, like, what Kyoko did to her, like, kind of standing up for her and, like, I, like just accepting her into her life. So, I think that would be a good episode, but... <laughs> yeah! I mean, part of me wonders, just because, like, um, Hanajima's character is is so often, like, a, a comic relief thing, and that's why I think she's so much more prevalent as a character that sticks out in our minds than Oochan is. Um, but, I mean, for some reason that makes me think, like, her backstory might be, like, really serious, too. Because, like, honestly, everyone's backstory is, like, pretty serious. Like, nobody has a funny backstory. They're all, like, shrouded in sadness and misery. So, part of me is just, like, expecting it to be, for there to be something kind of, like, intense going on there with Hanajima, too. But we'll see. Maybe, Maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll surprise us all. Momiji is like the comic reliefiest character ever. Yeah, and, like, and look, look at his backstory. Yeah, so like I just I don't know. I wonder about it. <laughs> yeah, you can't and, uh, be a I, I just want to uh, I, I wanted to comment on like a- April's description of like what a potential ha- Hana episode would be, and it's like it has to like blend in her becoming friends with Toru with another problem that she's dealing with in her life and i think that that's what makes this episode that we just watched very compelling because it's not just focusing on uchan becoming friends with toru but also like how that ties into her like struggle with like where she is in her life and like her her goals for for the future like what is she, what what does she want to accomplish to achieve happiness and, and like it's also tied in relationship with her former role model so it's like it's doing a lot of stuff in one episode while at the same time explaining the basic thing of why how they became friends, but like it's tying it in with a lot of other stuff going on. So I definitely think that if we get a Hanajima episode, it will have to do a similar thing where it's not just how they became friends, but also like how that connects to whatever was going on with Hana's life before this. That's true. But see, and like you bringing that up makes just makes me even more worried that we're not going to get the Hanajima episode because oh. I know, like I hate to admit it, but I just like I feel that way because like okay, like Uotan makes sense because she comes from like such a tragic like backstory, you know, just as much as like Toru has. Um and it's again like this continuing message of the show is, like, rising from, like, whatever terribleness is in your life kind of thing. 
And so, but, like, we, like, okay, we knew that Arissa used to be in a gang, and so, like, that's, that's not a good life, obviously. But, like, we don't have anything to, like, base it off of with Hanajima. Like, we just know that, like, she's really good friends with Toru, they met in, like, middle school, and that... Yeah, I mean, we know everyone else is afraid of her, and we know she comes from a big family. I think one true. thing that happens when you have a lot of siblings is it's harder to stand out, so maybe you try more, like, maybe. extra. And maybe that's, that's where that's her why. wave thing comes from. Yeah, like, maybe, honestly, there's, like, some family dynamic stuff going there with other siblings and wanting to feel noticed for who you are. I think there, there's definitely enough. And, like, we didn't know that much about Uchan, honestly, before her episode. So I feel like the, the, the few things we know about Hana are enough to, like, they could do, like, a lot, and I feel like I would buy it, and it would feel believable. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I could buy into it. Just because, like, I would love to have a Hanajima episode. Yes. Yes. Guys, <laughs> too, you gotta do another two Potter, guys. It's only fair. <laughs> yeah, it's only fair. <laughs> it's literally just, like, a day in the life of Hanajima. It's not anything. <laughs> I mean, that would oh be great, God, too. Be like, great. I, I don't Everyone need tragic backstory. I just need to see what she does with her life. Right? Exactly. Like, what happens when she goes home? Like... <laughs> No, I I think that would be a a really good episode. Uh, But I guess sort of, like, bringing up, like, the whole, um, like, family thing, too. So, um, how, I I guess, because Utan kind of comes to a lot of conclusions in this episode, so there's a lot of, like, morals to the story, which I think is wonderful. Um, And I know one of the things was, um, like, did you feel, like, satisfied with, like, finally getting the sort of the answer to, like, why Uochan had such a big problem with Kyoko? And that was simply because, like, Kyoko just, like, went out and had a normal life. Um, uh, Alex, how did how did that whole, like, coming to that realization kind of settle with you? Well, it, it made sense because, like, uh, com- uh, combined with the previous episode where, like, she's kind of disgusted at like the 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 mushiness <laughs> between uh, between like uh, toru and kyoko and so like when it comes to this and she has the line of uh, of course it's uncomfortable here because i've never experienced the atmosphere like this so it's just something so foreign to her that she doesn't know how to how to react to it and like that feels very very believable that even something that is interpreted as good to the eyes of the world like if you've never experienced it yourself before you're kind of confused like how to react to something like that so and and she is like in a state of distress so as she's like saying that she's like sitting on the floor crying so like it it, it that the the way that she's reacting felt very uh very relatable and very understandable given where she is and that's also what makes it feel so great when like Toru sleeps on her shoulder and then Kyoko comes in like sees them together it's like they, they can tell that she's in a very bad place right now she's like trying to figure out where like get her bearings on like where she is in her life so uh, i i definitely think that 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 first scene where like she shows up at the house again it, it already begins very strong there yeah, even though Toru brought her to the house. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, because the first time, I guess, like, the first time that she goes back to the house isn't necessarily, like, of her own free will. She, like, Toru just brings her there, so. But, no, I think I, that's, like, she, yeah. I guess she accepted, like, going back. She didn't, like, fight it or anything like that, so. I guess that's I, cool. 
Go ahead. Sorry, I like that the ma- the manga slash anime um d- did this as like a plot reason because it, it right by the end of the first episode of this arc it it would not have made sense for Uachan to go back by her own free will. She's like, oh yeah, I feel fine now. Let's give this another shot. She would not have done that. So I like that it became a situation where she was w- running away from a gang. And she had to go somewhere to find shelter to be safe. And Toru gave her that option. And so it was really like a self-preservation thing versus a just like, oh, yeah, I feel fine coming back here, like under normal circumstances. It had to be a pretty unnormal circumstance to get her to go back there, which I think is the most logical, plausible thing at this point in her story. So I like that as a reason they chose. I agree that it, I, I agree with that. So, um, but- but by the way, that, that, the open before, like, we get to the intro of, like, just them beating her under the train, like, you don't see any, like, blood or anything, but, like, it still feels very brutal, like, that, that way to just, like, enter into this episode with just seeing which I'm getting thrown around. And so, again, that primes you for, like, her being very open to Toru t- taking her away in, in, in that moment. Yeah. I think it's also really interesting how this show has handled, or at least, like, within this episode and the last episode, how they've handled violence. Yeah. Like, just because, like, we've gotten, like, a violence previously with Akito and, like, the whole eye situation. <laughs> but, yeah. like, it's interesting how, like, in these episodes, like, there's violence, but you don't directly see it almost all of the time. Like, there's no blood. Um, but it's very, like, it's still, I feel like this violence hurts more than, like, the previous violence. I, I don't know. Oh, for I, sure. Yeah. I, and I think, actually, I remember I was saying, like, how much I loved the girl gang in the first episode. <laughs> and now I, like, really want to take that back because it got, like, a lot scarier this time. And I think it's because, like, in, in the first opening shot... It's not just that they're beating her up and that she can, like, you know, quote-unquote hold her own for a hot second with three of them. But they also say, like, let's get the others and, and make, like, a show of this. And there's the, the the implication, like, if there's even more people, there's no way she's going to get out of this, okay? Like, she's really going to get hurt. And it might even be, like, life-threatening, so I think when she's when she runs into Tordu, it like it really is like imperative that they not find her because if more of those girls find her, like that's it, and that that's kind of really terrifying. So and I also just like I appreciate that Tordu was able to kind of like collect herself in the moment, just be like, all right, bye, Tofu, like see you later. This is more important, and just like take the initiative to keep Ochan safe. Because, like, in that moment, I kind of read it as, like, Toru, like, knows about her mom. She knows she was in a gang. So I feel like, in some weird way, she's, like, kind of able to handle this situation, too, in a way that a normal person maybe couldn't. And I think that's kind of really interesting, also. I think that's interesting, too, because I remember when I first watched the episode, I initially was, like, I was, like, shocked because I was, like, Toru's done this before. She knows exactly what to do. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> I was, like, shit, did this, like, happen with her mom ever? Like, how does she know just what to do? Right. And, like, and then, like, it even, like, gets solidified more whenever, like, she they're in the apartment and she, hand, she like, gets the first aid kit. And she, yeah. like, is, like, oh, I'm going to take care of you. And I'm, like, how many times have you done this, Toru? <laughs> like, can you not? 
pronoun. Oh my and God, they're like labeled. Point. Like some of them are Taurus, some of them are her boss. I thought it was very adorable, even though, like, Uotan was disgusted with it. <laughs> she was like, this is gross. <laughs> like, she, she really loves you. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Your mom loves you. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> she writes on all of them. I know. And the cute little note that says, get well soon, or whatever. <laughs> uh, that was great. I I really enjoyed that moment. Um, So, Michelle, you brought up the girl gang. Yeah, yeah. And I am, like, I think it's really interesting that in the first episode, we were like, yeah, girl gangs, like, this is great. And then, like, you were like, oh, no, like, I take that back. Well, I guess this is, like, the dark side of the girl gang. Like, some parts of a girl gang are, like, really fun and exciting, but then the other side is just like, oh, yeah, it's a gang still, and they'll beat you up if you ever try to leave. Yeah, that, that, is, that is how gang recruitment works in the show. Yeah, it's very, Wait, it's so very accurate. Is that Good how job. recruitment and, like, leaving works? Like, well, I, that makes sense, though, right? Because, like, the reason they were mad at her was when they found, like, oh, she's, like, going to school again, and then they say, like, oh, well, that's not cool. Like, somebody come get her. Because I think the implication is, like, they're all in this kind of negative, lost space in life, and the idea that some of them would leave to, like, quote-unquote, better their lives feels like like a huge like they're blowing them off it feels like super a smack in the face to what they're doing with their time so they have to punish that versus like question it right so that makes total sense but again like it's like man that that makes it incredibly hard to ever leave and that's super scary yeah i i was actually very upset with all of the girl gang stuff (laughs) Yeah. Because I was like, this does not... Because, like, in the first episode, they sort of painted in, like, a really nice light. Not, like, a really nice light. Like, yeah, obviously, it's a badass light, though, Yeah, right? like, like, yeah, like, you've got all of these, like, ladies, and, like, you're all there together, and you're supportive. But then, like... Yeah. Yeah. But then you get to this episode and like, that is not... That's not the case. And I thought that, like it sent like a really good message kind of because even though you may feel like you're in a supportive environment that you're not. Um, but I was still like really upset, especially when they're like, I can't believe she's going to school. And I'm like, what? Let her go to school. Like, Yeah. Only that one girl, the, the dark haired woman with the mole on her face, which Kyoko like says, like she had a mole on her face. I don't know why that's important. Maybe she's coming back later. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't, she might come back later. She gets named too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she seems like a character who's gonna reoccur. But I guess she's the only one who was like feeling bad about any of this. And I don't know, April, you brought up a thing. Oh god, now I can't remember what oh no, the thing about how like you like there's this idea that like a gang could be really fun and supportive, but then what if it's not? And I feel like that's kind of what Kyoko was even saying, like when she's carrying Ochan back with her, because she's like, you can't like really appreciate you know, like gentleness until you feel pain. You can't appreciate light until you feel darkness. And I think the implication is basically like, if everything's terrible, this situation in the gang might seem really great to you. But if you have something better to compare it to, you're not going to necessarily want that life anymore. I think that's exactly what happened with Ochan. Like when she started hanging out, with Toru and her mom and they're really kind and patient and gave her a safe space to feel appreciated and not lonely anymore. She's like, you know, I could do better. This is better than what I have going on. 
I don't want to be in the gang anymore. This feels more right for me. So I think that was good on Kyoko's mom to like get it and be able to explain it to her in a way that makes sense. Do you uh, think that even because um, th- throughout like this arc, we haven't had like there's only really been like two interactions between Kyoko and um, Uotan that we've seen. Um, uh, Alex, do you think that the, like, these two interactions, so the first one was, of course, whenever, like, she first meets her, and then the second one is, of course, whenever she's carrying, Kyoko's carrying Ochan on her back, so Alex, do you feel that, like, even though it was only these two episodes, uh, or these two moments, that they did a really good job at conveying, like, the meaning, like, how meaningful, like, that relationship was to Uotan? For sure, and also... So also there's like the in between part where she's like says that she always came to talk about her problems, which seem childish, but like you see them having tea together and like she's listening. So you can like definitely get the sense even before we get to the caring her that like she's taking on this kind of mother figure role for Uchan. And so when we get to the point where she shows up to rescue her and we see them carrying each other and and um. Utani is like in tears as she's like trying to like she like feels disappointed in herself and Kyoko's there to be supportive like that all feels very very earned because Kyoko comes from a similar background so like she understands uh, like she makes it very clear that she understands the struggle because that's something that she had to go through too and like that kind of and the fact that Uotani up to this point has not had a support system within the gang, and so finally having one outside, like it's it's emotionally moving her because she'd never had someone that that is able that talks to her in this way before. So like so that all feels very very moving, and that's why at the end that's when she says like I loved Kyoko-san, like you can feel it be, due to their interactions at that moment and how their paths uh, crossed and in and, and the similarities that they had in, in their lives that put put across through this episode. I I don't think I could have said it better. <laughs> um goodness, lost my train of thought. So so boo. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> this entire episode is moving. <laughs> right? Like, okay, so I know that I cried. Uh, multiple times. Michelle, did you cry multiple yes, times? Okay. I cried <laughs> a lot. Did you cry? I, 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 te- I teared up a little bit during when she was getting carried because, like, I saw Wotani crying and I was like, oh, man. It's so, 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 like, that, that was the closest I got. Okay. I appreciate it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yay, communal crying. Communal crying. <laughs> Fruits baskets, where we all feel the pain together. <laughs> no, so the tagline of the show. It's true. It, it really is. We see someone rise from the ashes. It's oh, great. That's very true. Like, especially. But even though, I guess, like, no, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say about that. You'll <laughs> come back later. It'll, it'll come back to me. Um, okay, so let's see. Is there anything else you guys want to kind of talk about um, before I throw some other questions at you? Um, in terms of, um, like, Kyoko's message to Uotan and just sort of, like, that whole, um, like, growing from out of nothingness. Um. Uh- 
Um, th- there's there's a line that I wrote down here where like it, while while she's being carried, uh, Kyoko says something like, "There are feelings you don't understand until you get hurt, and some you understand only when you've hit rock bottom." And so like that kind of hit pretty pretty hard because it's like it fits with the with the rest of the theme where it's like you need you need light with the darkness and all that. But there there's something to the idea of that you don't appreciate these the smaller things in life until like you're you're you've hit your your lowest points and that's where we where we've seen um Wotani at in this episode. So it definitely uh hits pretty hard when when when. And uh, when she gives that line. I, I agree. I think that, like, I think Kyoko's, like, whole, um, I guess she called it, like, her, her theory in life or whatever. I thought, like, just that whole moment was, like, amazing. And it was really hard to not just, like, copy down everything that she said word for word. Because yeah. I was like, there's so many good things in here. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed that. So, and even though, like, sometimes... It can feel like sort of like cumbersome for a character to sort of like monologue in that way. I just thought it was like so beautiful Um, and really like I was crying the entire time. So that sums up everything just because I think that everyone can relate to like feeling like they've been at their rock bottom before and then like Mm -hmm. trying to come up from that or even if like you haven't like come up from it like you're trying to or it could like inspire you to want to try too so I just think that's it's just beautiful um but okay so beautiful message aside um I'm curious as to do you guys feel like, um, so, cause we got this really like intricate, like backstory of Uochan, but, and aside from Toru, we haven't gotten that from any of our other like main characters like Yuki or Kyo. So do you feel that like this, like the, these episodes take away from that or do you think it only is going to further enhance their story whenever we get to it? Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say, that I think the reason that this comes first is because as we expressed our worries earlier in this podcast, I think that this isn't being shown as really plot relevant per se, but it's just like for the purpose of filling her out. Whereas once I feel like they're save they're ob- they're saving Kyo and Yuki's backstory stuff for further down the line when it's going to have like a huge punch to the story because then we're gonna have, because with them, once we get their past, like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that I think is gonna be explained, <laughs> like and because they've been like co co leads with Toru, so like that feels a lot bigger than say like Uochan, who's kind of been in the background for a lot of episodes. So I I I think that that this feels more like okay she's important so we do need to give her a backstory episode but she's not important to the story so we can do her first and keep our more quote valuable backstories for when we get closer to like a finale or to a climax we can save them so they have a bigger impact all right michelle how do you feel about it no yeah same same (laughs) i feel like (laughs) we all feel the same just gotta ask it anyway um so, do you think that we will see the tiny delinquents again? Uh, 
Uh, only if uh, they all have uh, Uochan wigs at next time they show up. They, they need to all wear wigs. Which one had the Uochan wig? I can't remember. <laughs> it was the one that like showed up at the end. She was like maniacally laughing, and then it faded <laughs> to black and white. It was very bizarre. That might have been the red-haired girl. The yeah, yeah, I, I, I oh, think yeah. so. Also, are you sad that they didn't run into Momiji again? <laughs> I don't think they could handle more of the foreigner. I think they'd lose their minds. So it's probably better for them to not see him again. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I'll say that for for the most part, those 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 girls are like kind of inserted as okay. Fr- this is fruits basket. We need some comedy in this episode, so we gotta put them in. But I think that they do a good job at the end of uh, making Uotani U- U- uh, give the lesson that she learned from her time with uh, with uh, Kyoko. Like, hey, like if you're if you're gonna show off, there are better ways to do it. Get out before it's too late. So like, if you yeah, at the end it somehow gets turned into like a positive moment for them and so when we see them like imitating uh utani and the after credits it feels kind of like oh okay like maybe there's there's hope in the world somehow so i i think that they did a good comedy with fruits basket has been kind of hit or miss for me in terms of like the when they try to do side plots for that purpose but i think this episode is a good example of 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 how they can do it right which is like still getting keeping it tied to the to the main story which is something that i don't think they always do yeah i agree these these two just these past two episodes i'm like in shock just because of how amazing these last two episodes have yeah been. Mm-hmm. So, and it makes me like worrisome for like what's going to happen in the future just because i'm like are we going to get the same level of like quality or are we going to like teeter off of it a little bit or um, just something along those lines. Um, but so those are most of my main points that I kind of wanted to talk about. So, um, let's just kind of run through the episode, make sure there isn't anything that we missed. Um, I really enjoyed that, uh, Uotan used cones at the beginning to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Like, I really enjoyed that. And then, like, I screamed whenever the tofu hit the ground because that, that was there, <laughs> obviously. I was like, oh, yeah. no, tofu. Um, but let's see. We talked about how, like, Toru takes her, takes um, back to the apartment, um, that everything's labeled in the first aid kit. Uh, I like that Uotan just makes herself at home and turns on the TV, like, <laughs> when she's supposed to be, like, tending to her cuss. Although, just, to be fair... Like, when you're in a foreign home, or, like, you're in a home of a stranger, that's, like, the safest thing you can do. Like, just, just turn on the TV. TV. Yeah, like, because that, that that's even, like, better than just, like, sitting on the couch not doing anything. Because then you look kind of creepy doing that. But at least, like, if you, like, have the TV on, it's like, okay, well, like, they're not bothering anybody. They're just, like, focused on something else, so it's fine. So I think that she does the right move for someone who finds himself in a house that they don't know or don't feel great in. That's true. And they also don't have cell phones, like cell phones in the way that we have cell phones. So I guess you can't like browse Instagram or Twitter or something while you're <laughs> awkwardly sitting in another person's home. Um, but I did. So even though like that moment was very like peaceful and calm, um, the second time that I watched it, <laughs> I really enjoyed the weather lady's commentary 
Um, but my favorite was that she's just like, she's like, yeah, it's just really warm outside. I even sweated for a little bit. And then she asks, yeah. like, why is the temperature rising so high? And I'm like, global warming. Global warming. <laughs> global warming. Yeah, that it's weather... canon in the Fruits Basket universe now. <laughs> right. But that weather person was really struggling to stretch her time out on screen. <laughs> she, she was, too, because she's just like talking about random things and i'm like wow this is so unprofessional like where who who hired you like maybe the person they got to voice act literally were like all right just like ad lib it like you gotta be a weather lady just like sell it for this amount of seconds and she's like okay and that's she like what she came up the with <laughs> yeah she's like okay i got it weather here we go it's hot outside guys get ready um the heat makes you sweat Got yeah, it. Okay. there you go. I got it. <laughs> Temperature goes up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got but then rain comes and gets you wet. Oh, she hadn't no. She that far. Yeah, she's we getting didn't get there. That far. <laughs> she, she was on the right track. Like she's she on was, the short. Yeah, she's on the right yeah. track. Um, and the yeah, I'm glad we could all enjoy the weather, lady. She <laughs> truly a uh unappreciated member of the cast. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, I like that Toru doesn't just assume that Arisa will stay for dinner, but she still asks her, so that was nice. Um, and we get into, like, all of this super deep stuff. Uh, I squeed a lot whenever Toru just, like, rests her head on Uochan and, like, mm-hmm. just provides that calming moment for her. So, and then, like, we have, like, the whole feeling of, or we talk about feeling lonely. Um... Kyoko comes home. Let's see. Oh, so I also really loved uh, Uochan just blowing off the tiny girl gang at first. um, Yeah. Because they're like, we're going to battle. And she's like, you guys ready to go? Like, (laughs) totally ignoring them. That's the ultimate diss. And and then my favorite is like, they're talking about, like, they're still continuing to talk to the group, but they're like, like, they're talking about the the little girl gang, I was like, okay, <laughs> and, uh, but let's see, oh, and they're gonna assemble a delinquent army, uh, does, uh, Alex, what's a delinquent army? It, it, they can't say gang anymore because we're in 2019, so now they must call themselves delinquent armies, okay. uh, that's my, that's my theory. Okay, Michelle, what is a delinquent army? I mean, it, for some reason, it just implies that they're very young to me. Like, they're not full gangsters yet. They're just delinquents. So maybe, like, young teen pre-ganging army? <laughs> flash mobs. Oh, yeah. flash mobs. Okay, I like that. Um, maybe they put uh, chewed gum underneath chairs. Okay. I like this. Delinquent stuff. Feel <laughs> old ladies' purses. Does that count as delinquent? Or is that like full-fledged villain? I don't know. I don't... Ooh. I think that's full-fledged. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Make you throw someone's haircut when they get out of the salon. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. But then... Okay, so that also leads me to wonder, like, what does an actual gang do? Because all we did was see them beat each other up, so... That's only when you try to leave, though. Mostly they're beating other people up, not oh, each other. For no reason. Okay. Or to rob them. Yeah. Um, Petty crime. Yeah. Petty crime. 
Um, let's see. So, oh, I like that, what is it? Wotan just, like, flat out said, asked why Toru always speaks so politely. <laughs> no, I love this, because we finally get an explanation in-universe, and it's because she got it from her dad. It was a habit of his, and she just she just got it, and I love that. It's so <laughs> random. So... Uh, can I ask, uh, yeah. has it been said in the show when Toro's dad died? In terms she of, like, was young, how... like, yeah. between the ages of zero and four, I think. Like, she was oh. pretty young when he... When... Yeah, she doesn't maybe... really know him that much. Right, because, like, to pick up politeness, like, it feels like it needed to be a, a bit later in her life, but... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you picked kids, that up quickly. Kids start talking before the age of four, so potentially it made an impression. Or maybe yeah. or maybe it's like, what is it? Whenever people are like, oh, you have your mother's eyes. Like, you have your father's eyes. You have your father's, like, your mother's eyes, Toru. <laughs> maybe it's that. <laughs> it's yeah. exactly what it is. We cracked it. We did it. Yeah. And uh, er, er, earlier in the episode, also, like, they have a shot of his shrine uh, as, like, Uochan is coming in. She notices it, so she's like, oh, okay, so that the, there is there was a dad, but he's dead. So it's just interesting to finally get a little bit more on Toru's dad, since that's been such a, a vague thing throughout this show. I'm kind of interested to, I mean... I don't think we should use an episode on this, but I'm I kind of want to see like the love story between Toru's dad and, oh and Kyoko. Like, how, how did how does Kyoko get get like so in love with someone that she decides to leave being this part of leader of this cool gang? You know, like it had to be strong. So uh, I kind of want to see that like what 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 made dad special. <laughs> I mean, special. for the same reason that Toru's special to Ochan. Like, she, she, he was probably so normal and so nice, it, like, threw her through a loop. Like, who is this obscenely normal, nice man? And there's something about that that I find incredibly attractive. I don't think that's a big surprise. I mean, Maybe, that's basically yeah. what convinced Ochan to want to be Toru's best friend. So, I buy it. I feel yeah, like yeah. probably a similar dynamic. Yeah, that'd be a good parallel. I, I was going to say, I feel like it would probably be extremely similar as well. If not almost like exactly the same. Because, <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> well, because we already knew that Kyoko was like estranged from her family. Yeah. And so that's probably like, like, I feel like there's like very like similar. Well, I mean, obviously like Kyoko and Uchan have a very similar background, but I feel like it's probably like she was estranged from her family so her family probably, like, was like, okay, like, we just can't deal with you, like, we don't like you, whatever. Whatever drama it was that led Kyoko to being, like, disruptive, a delinquent, in, in the gang, that kind of thing. And then, I, like, that also, like, helps drive home, like, this whole thing that, like, how much of an impact, like, one person can have on it, on someone else's life. Like, it's kind of like crazy to think about too that like oh if it wasn't for like Toru and Kyoko like Uotan wouldn't have like gotten better or like yeah. what if she never like met her like she never like found Toru she never met Kyoko like none of that like she would still be in a gang what would happen would they even be would Toru be friends with Hanajima how would this play out I don't like this terrible <laughs> this alternate, alternate universe, universe. <laughs> 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 uh, um <laughs> 
But I like that, uh, what is it? I like the, uh, how Uotan, uh, finds pleasure in going to school just so she could see Toru. Like, yeah. what a nice yeah. motivation. Uh, like, I thought that was very sweet. And they're, like, quizzing each other, too, in class. Oh, so, so adorable. And, like, by the proxy of her going to school, she kind of gets more courage to care about school. She's like, well, you know, it wasn't as hard after a while. And she also had taught her to help. Like, she was helping taught her, but she was also, by proxy, learning more about schoolwork, too. So I think it was a pretty good symbiotic relationship for both of them in that sense. Yeah, I think I think so, too. Like, just, again... How much of an impact one person can have on you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And in the same way, like, like, like maybe not as much, but because like Toru had someone to like study with and things like that, you know, like she could continue to do her best in school, make her mom proud, make herself proud, whatever. Um, let's see. So then we have the girl gang. They're really upset because Uotan's going to school. And then I love that, like, Uotan has this moment where she's, like, uh, like sitting outside the classroom <laughs> while Toru's in home ec or whatever. And she doesn't like that they're spreading rumors about Toru, but it seems like they're there with Toru talking about her. I'm really confused. Was anyone else confused by that or no? I think it's like the girls closest to the windows were gossiping about her, but Toru was like on a different team. Mm-hmm. So like Toru couldn't overhear them, but Ochan could because she was right under the window that they were talking about everything. So like, just like the proximity, I think is the thing. Okay. That, that makes more sense to me. Um, Do you think Toru would have, like, reacted if she heard people talking about her? Well, but then it gets even more confusing because, like, Uotan hears Toru say that, oh, I'm making whatever it was. I think it was a muffin um, for Uotan. And I was like, okay, so if she could hear Toru say that, why couldn't Toru hear these girls talking about her? But also, like, Toru is so sweet, she probably wouldn't acknowledge the fact that anyone's talking about her, so... Well, um, and Toru was already flustered by someone even saying, like, are you best friends? And she's like, she, like, can't really respond fully. So, like, she also, like, it could just be the Toru thing where, like, she kind of, like, balls up and kind of doesn't really no- notice what else people are saying afterwards because she's like, ah, 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 yeah. That's true. That, that, that's very Toru-like. So I, I accept this. Thank you, Alan. Maybe it was just her tunnel vision of like I'm baking right now. That's all she could think about. So I'm all of the make... conversations just did not even reach her ears. I'm gonna make muffins. I'm yeah, gonna make muffins. No time for any other thoughts right now. Ooh, I when are we gonna see her? Make... When are we gonna see her make uh, Kyo and Yuki some muffins? She so cooks be... them stuff every night. I know. Well, that's muffins. true. That's true. <laughs> Every day for them. What are they going to make her muffin? Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. When's Toru going to make Kyo oh and Yugi God. muffins? Maybe when they pay for them. I mean, at least they got her one swimsuit. One fourth of a swimsuit. Some oh, muffins. yeah. That was the first part of this, ep- the, the first part of this two-parter, right? <laughs> What a great transition. Like, we're going to go buy a swimsuit. Here's how terrible my life was until I met Toru. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we went over everything about um, Kyoko saving her from the gang. That's interesting, though, that Kyoko still has such an impact in the girl gang, even after she's already left it. 
Um, I thought that was well, like uh, well, Tani like be, it, at the beginning of this like sees her as a legend. So I guess that probably the rest of the girl gang probably has a similar a similar idea of the Crimson Butterfly. It's kind of like this legendary figure. So that must have some weight to it. Um, I also want to say like it while she's getting beaten up, uh, it's very uh, very moving when she's like. Well, I want to run, but I can't. And then you see her thinking of Toru and them eating muffins together. Oh, like, no! it's, it's like so sweet and so sad. And it's like, ah. You're like, why are you like jamming all of this adorableness into this terrible moment? Like, <laughs> but that's great. I did like that. Um, all right. And let's, okay. We have Kyoko's big theory in life, which I really love. Um, she, she just wants to be Toru's best friend. Same. Um, I also I also like that we we touch on the fact that like we address her feelings whenever Kyoko died too. Um, I thought that was really kind of nice too, and it also like brings back to like kind of like how we got into this story as well. So it's really nice. Um, and then we come back to real life. Hanajima is using her waves to put down the delinquents. Way to go, girl. Appreciate you. Um, but I also like that Toru's like, uh, ooh, John, like, could you stop Hanajima? Thought that was a nice moment. Um, and then we have Uochan giving those girls the advice. Um, I thought that was really nice. That girl will never be worthy, in my opinion. Sorry, sweet, tiny delinquent. Um, <laughs> I think it, she can work hard. Yeah. Well, and okay, so then the last part, I guess, to kind of bring up is that I really like that this episode is framed with, uh, like, this episode and the last episode and this entire arc is framed with Uochan's, like, home situation because we have that very cold open um at the beginning of last episode with like her coming home and her dad's just like watching the tv and she goes into her room and everything's really dark and then at the end of this episode we have her like cooking dinner for her dad um and everything's bright and he opens up the beer and she yells at him just like we saw in the new year's episode do you think this was uh does anyone else agree or disagree that this was really good framing of this arc i think that is really good framing and i i kind of thought it implied that uchan like became a, a positive force in her dad's life and is like the reason things changed around there i feel like it's it's all her I feel like if she had left it up to him, it would have stayed, like, as dank and nasty and depressing as it was. But I feel like the support she got from Toto and her mom was enough that she could, like, then support her dad a little, since he didn't seem to be capable of supporting her. So, I don't know, I, I like that. It makes me a little sad, because she has to be, like, kind of more of the parent in their relationship. But I'm glad that she, you know, got extra support elsewhere, so it's not, like, all on her all the time. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Alex, do you have any feelings about this framing device? Um, I, I think when you explained it, it was pretty good framing. I'll say that I was distracted, that I was like, wait a minute, 
I've seen this a couple of episodes ago. Are we like flashing back to that episode? Is this the same thing <laughs> happening again in the present? Like that that thought kind of distracted me from appreciating the artistic merits of putting this at the end of this two-parter. So yeah, so but I I think it's it's good to see Chan um you know be being a being a positive force in other people's lives, passing along what she's learned from her from her hero. Toro's mom. Aww. Um, all right. So that's that's the episode. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts about this episode, Michelle? I mean, <laughs> I I just have predictions about what the next episode <gasps> could be. Honestly. I'll take predictions. What are they? <laughs> so it's definitely Yuki talking in it. I kind of feel like maybe, maybe we could get a confession from him. Maybe he's going to say something about the hat or about <laughs> his feelings and stuff's going to happen. That's my prediction. I like this solid prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, what do you predict is going to happen next episode? You don't get close to uh, now. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I, uh, there, there's a cow at the end. I forget. Who's the cow? Um, that's Hassan. Hmm. Okay. He's the one who's got so. the dark and the light. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think, like, how, how he would connect, if at all, because, like, I, I, I mean, I haven't really been paying attention, but, like, it, when they put the animal at the end, it's, like, signifying that they're gonna show up in the next episode, right? Like, I don't know. Is so, that, like, uh, I don't, I, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's fake. Uh, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, how's, Hassan shows up to annoy Yuki and Kyo, and Toro calms them down, and Yuki is appreciative, and stuff happens between them, and yay. So that, that that's an episode <laughs> premise um, that could happen. I like it. Uh, do you, uh, we haven't had a new person, a new Zodiac member in a while. Do you think we'll get one soon? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's just odd that we haven't had one in a while. Maybe I'm, I, I like literally was just thinking about it. I was like, wow, we haven't met anybody new. When are we going to meet a new friend? Um, but yeah, so that is this podcast. So again, you can find out more about this at overlyanimated.com. You should also join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Not only do we talk about Fruits Baskets, we also talk about any other show that we cover, some shows that we don't cover, so you definitely come play with us. Uh, <laughs> and if you like everything that is taking place here, please support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Steve, aka Frequent Commenter Steve. <clears throat> and as always... Excuse me. And as always, thanks to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, so just come back for more Fruits Baskets coverage. We'll be here again next week. Uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, we cover Miraculous Ladybug if those ever come out. Um, <laughs> I think o- OKKO, Alex. Yes, yeah. No? <laughs> space. Final space, well, yeah. Final space. That's weekly coverage as well. There's there's a lot of shows. Oh, Infinity Train next week. Uh, She-Ra. 
Yes, she Get excited. I'm excited. Um, you want strong ladies, go watch She-Ra. Yes. <laughs> Crimson Butterfly could totally be a name for a She-Ra character. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my She-Ra character. I'm taking it. <laughs> but yeah, so again, come visit us, play with us on Discord, and that is it. So thanks you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Love you. Kia kasan.